Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Spotlight Series. We are in July. We're in the beginnings of July, actually. Yeah. We're doing this the right way. And we are now in comic book movie month. So it's absolute one of my favorites. And so this episode is a Katie and Otis joint. And I realized this month or this year... All the episodes we're going to do are most assuredly things that we needed to catch up on and things we yep. should have already watched by now. And it's it's fine because we've already watched two things and they were bangers. So uh, it makes me happy inside. But Katie and I, we sat down and watched Aquaman from 2018. So uh, I wanted to bring this up. Because we're doing comic book stuff, and if I remember, I want to do this with every movie we, we watch and review. But Katie, how did you feel about Aquaman as a character back in the day? Uh, well, it depends on how far back in the day you go. Um, when I was a kid, I thought Aquaman was stupid, like I'm sure many of our <laughs> listeners thought Aquaman was stupid, because his power is literally, like, he can swim fast and talk to fish, which... Is a cool power if you live underwater, but kind of dumb if you are on the surface fighting bad guys like all the rest of the Justice League. So, as a kid, I thought he was dumb. Um, and then, when I was in high school, Smallville started, and there are a set of episodes with Aquaman in them, and that completely changed my perspective on the capabilities of Aquaman and like how cool he is as a character out of the water and the things that he could do out of the water um, while still using his king of the sea type powers. Um, so he was pretty cool to me after Smallville and then after this movie that changed a lot. Yeah. It, it, it only went up like Aquaman is great. So I can't remember there was a certain year where before that year, I want to say it was in the 2000s at some point, and anywhere you saw Aquaman, it was a joke character, and they mm -hmm. kept doing that and things. And just one story that someone did, I don't think it was Jeff Johns yet. Jeff Johns does all the cool stories and stuff. But they made Aquaman hardcore, and they explained why he would be a really ridiculous fight in the whole like oh well he lives in a place like super duper deep so his body is like hardened to be able to survive that and he's super strong and super fast and they said if he wanted to he could legit shut down the land he could like wake up the kraken and be like hey let's go fuck some stuff up yeah he's ridiculous his powers have kind of changed they made him a little more hardcore back in the day he could control water just like Mira, and if you wanted to, you could just yank all the like moisture out of your body and just turn oh, it into like nice. jerky. Like blood bending. Yeah, so, like Katara's but, blood bending. Yeah, they they started slowing it down a little bit because he was getting a little too ridiculous. Too uh, OP. Yeah. Yeah, he loses a hand or an arm at some point. And he gets like a sweet ass hook. I mean, like you do when you're from the sea. And then some witch gave him powers, and then he gets like a water arm. And then it can do stuff. That's fucking Like, Aquaman cool. had some really cool stories back in the day. But then, uh, he's in a good spot now. He's kind of in the Justice League, because all of them are ridiculous. He's toward the higher end of them. Uh, it's funny, Superman says that Martian Manhunter is probably the strongest one out of all of them. Oh, for sure. He's got the worst weakness, fire. Even Kryptonite fire is a way worse weakness. But that's why in all those stories... Martian Manhunter always gets fucked up first <laughs> because if he's around, because he's the strongest, they shouldn't lose. But yeah, and then that goes to Superman. And that's why Superman's always busy in stories. It's like, oh, there's 17 tornadoes over there. He's like, oh, I'll take care of the tornadoes. You guys fight that bad guy because that's the only way that they would be a struggle. Because Superman would shit on him. Yeah, it's like in that New Justice League movie. We'll talk about one day. But no, um, Aqu Aquaman's always been kind of poopy. There are really cool versions. Uh, Batman Brave and the Bold, that cartoon, they had the voice, uh, the person that does Bender's voice, he played an Aquaman that's a complete idiot, like a jock in high school, but then made it to the NFL, and he's still a dummy. 
but he was really, really funny and cool. Like, really good friend, just an idiot. And that's how Aquaman really was in my head, just a big dummy. But uh, this one with Jason Momoa, it's kind of reasonable, I would think. Uh, I, I like Jason Momoa in this character. They made this Aquaman kind of... He's still a dummy. Like, Jason Momoa's not playing, like, a smart guy, even though he knew history and stuff. But, like, you know, something important would pop up, and Mira's like, did you get it? Did you get that? And he's like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure, I got She's it. like, what did he say? He's like, ah, something, something, trying. And it's like, he doesn't have to worry about that, because he just punches stuff, and then he gets <laughs> he gets what he needs. Um, very much Indiana Jones, you like. He's a smart dude, but he likes fighting. It's easier to do stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, this movie was really fun. I had a great time with it. Uh, it was funny. The director, James Wan, and so if you know me and scary movies, uh, the second I saw that name as a director, I was like, what the fuck is this scary movie guy doing a, a comic book movie? This is the dude that co-created Saw, Insidious, and made the Conjuring movies. So he is all about scary movies. But he he's done comic book stuff before, but this is like the biggest thing that he did so it's hats off to you man this movie was pretty dang good it's very enjoyable uh tons of really cool actors uh willem dafoe's in it patrick wilson he's in the conjuring movies dolph lundgren his old ass is in this movie nicole kidman uh i the guy that plays black manta i can't yaha abdul mateen the second uh i've seen him in something else I didn't watch that trial of the Chicago 7. It's too depressing. But uh, I've seen him before, and he's a really cool dude. Like, I love Black Manta. He's such a really cool bad guy. Yeah. Uh, this movie's full of really good people. And then Amber Heard's there. Uh, but, don't forget about uh, Tamura. Oh, yeah. Don't forget about Boba Fett. It, it sucks at his name. Yeah, it's so old uh, original Boba Fett. Well, not original Boba Fett, but you know what I mean? like From the prequels. Yeah. Boba Fett. Django Fett. Django Fett. And then they, and then he became Boba because he was a clone. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I thought... It... Yeah, it was the same guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, a Django. Yeah, you're right, you're yeah. right. So he's, he's in this, and they do that cool, like, de-aging thing. And when I first saw him, I was like, oh, that hair. Who the fuck is this guy? Oh, oh shit. I, I recognized it immediately, it's and it took Boba Otis... Fett. It took Otis like 10 minutes of him being on the screen. He was like, weird. His who hair. the fuck is that? I was like, this is fucking Tamara Morrison. That's Boba Fett. His hair. I was like, God damn. What's, what is his hair? It was fake ass wig. I was like, oh shit, it's Boba Fett. Boba then, Fett. Yeah, Boba Fett. Where? Boba Fett. And then, like I said, we get young Nicole Kidman, which looks great. She looks great anytime. Uh, this movie is absolutely fun. It's very much a. Is origin kind of light origin story, which is what I like. Thumbs fucking up. Uh, I am done with origin stories. This was the best origin story. Like, for the time that it came out, this is the best way they could have done an yeah. origin story. Because it's not just like, okay, here's baby Aquaman. Let's build up, you know, his whole life uh, from in chronological order from start to finish. It was like, okay, here's... His parents and how they met and how he was born and why the mom's not around. Like, real quick. Mm-hmm. And now, here's adult Jason Momoa and then sprinkled throughout, we're going to get, like, flashbacks to him growing up and, like, coming to terms to with his it. power and shit. That's a real good way to do so it. so much better. Than just, we have 35 minutes of young Jason Momoa struggling with powers, and then he finally grows up. I'm like, I don't need that anymore. Oh, and the actors they chose for baby Jason Momoa throughout were fucking killer. Like, they had a, like, a little baby Jason Momoa, perfect. They had, like, a, um, like, a five or six-year-old or ten-year-old, like, young, young kid Jason Momoa, fucking great. Then they had a teenager Jason Momoa, and that kid was like I le- would legitimately believe that that was Jason Momoa. Like they if you if you just good. told me that that was Jason Momoa from 15 or 20 years ago, like I would believe you. They did so well on the casting of the younger Aquaman. I thought it was really really good. Yeah, it was very enjoyable. Like how people looked and yeah. stuff. Ah, it was really good. It's funny so uh Boba Fett, Tamara Morrison 
uh, Jason Momoa actually he specifically requested him to be his dad because he was one of his like acting idols. He's like, bro, if I get to pick my dad, give me Boba Fett. That motherfucker's awesome, and he is awesome. So uh, yeah. this it's really fun. But like I said, this Aquaman, and I don't think there was much real fuss about it because Jason Momoa is really cool, and I think no one really there were probably some people that fussed about the heritage of Aquaman because in the comic books Aquaman he's white as fuck like he's a white old dude yeah and he's blonde it's like a whole thing yeah and this is the first version of Aquaman being Polynesian nationality Hawaiian Maori like that dark skin yeah Aquaman and honestly I remember when the initial cast was announced and they initially cast Jason Momoa. I remember being upset um, because a big part of this is because of Smallville. Like, as far as the DC universe goes for the last, you know, as each new movie comes out to introduce another character from the Justice League, I have been hoping that they would choose the characters, the actors that were in Smallville to fill these roles because I feel like they did such a good job at portraying these characters in Smallville. And they would only go on to keep, to get better. Like, it would just get better if they just kept with those characters yeah. that are already familiar. But for whatever reason, DC is just like, well, fuck these shows that we did. Like, it does, those <laughs> don't matter at all. And those aren't canon. Let's build something completely different. <laughs> Which is kind of why the DC universe is just kind of shit for the most part. Um, cartoons are good. Their cartoons are great. But their live action has been very, it's been all over the place. Partially because people can't agree on the casting because they get like these really great people to be in their shows, their TV shows, and all sorts of people fall in love with these people. And then they go to make a movie of said character and they're like, oh, we're going to cast somebody else. And then everyone like you lose all your loyalty from that show. Like we're lucky that in this next Flash movie, um, Grant Gustin is going to be in it. He's not the official Flash, but he will be one of the Flashes because we're going to get like a multiverse situation. Yeah, Flashpoint. Flashpoint. Fucking up everything. So we're actually going to get Grant Gustin, which is fantastic. But the fact, it's like, fuck. That crossover that they did in Batgirl. Crisis. That Crisis on Infinite Earths where they went to all the different versions from all the different TV shows and they had like Arrow from the Arrow show and Grant Gustin and Batwoman and they went and got, like, several different Supermen who have been showing up through different WB shows. Like, that was fantastic. But I was upset at the initial casting of Jason Momoa because they didn't choose the kid who was Arthur Curry in Smallville. Even though that guy got hella big and jacked between his time in Smallville and his time, like, what would have been the beginning of filming for Aquaman. Like, he was already made... Like, he looked like the character of Aquaman. So I was upset initially, but after seeing it and hearing all the reviews for the last couple of years, like, I get it. It makes sense now completely for Jason Momoa to be Aquaman. I get it. Yeah, he's, he's a cool dude. Yeah, he's fucking great. Okay. And so, he's scary. Yeah. <laughs> he's a gigantic man. So. Have you ever seen him throw axes? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fucking horrific. I love that meme of him sneaking up on Harry Cavill. Yeah. He's like taking a nice picture and he just seems like, I'm gonna jump on his back. Yeah. <laughs> That's terrifying. Yeah. So, uh, like always, we'll get through the story real quick. Uh, the story, it's based on a comic, I can't remember what year it came out, uh, just like the Shazam movie. Yeah, Shazam movie. I said it right. I didn't say Captain Marvel. The Shazam movie, it's based on a, just a new 52 story that they did and yeah. it, it worked. Usually, Every time DC restarts stuff, they do an origin story, and they're like, "Hey, we'll make, we'll make Arthur like yeah. all Atlantean yeah. in this one." Hey, I bet you guys didn't know how Bruce Wayne becomes Batman. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, Bitch, Bat- Batman get actually gets we get messed it. with the least. If anything, he gets younger every time they do a, a new Fifty Two. Yes, but every time a Batman live-action movie oh, comes yeah. out, they redo his fucking origin. Like, we oh, yeah. don't already know what happened. Oh, yeah. Like, comic book-wise, he gets a little younger, and the kids all re- reset all the progress they've made. And yeah. they're just all dumb kids again, which makes me sad, because they get really good. Okay, 
So, this movie, it starts in 1985 in Maine, Stephen King somewhere, and a lighthouse keeper, Thomas Curry, he rescues, I'm going to add a T to her name this whole time. Say Atlana. Ooh. Then you won't mess it up. Atlana. So, rescues her, and she's, uh, it's during a storm, she's like fucked up, she has a wound on her, like, stomach. And it, it's very much like that movie Splash, it just reminded me of it, mm-hmm. when Tom Hanks rescues Daryl Hannah. She's a mermaid and all that shit. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Edlana. Hey. Lana. See? See? Edlana. That's going to help you. Uh, they do the whole, like, hey, I'm a part of your world, and I'm here for reasons. <laughs> and I can't go back. And I fell in love with you, Thomas. And so she stays. She decides to stay. And he discovers that she's queen of Atlantis. <laughs> and lo and behold, they have a child. That Those, those kids had a child. So, uh, the baby's growing up, and she's like, yeah, like, tell them stories of Atlantis and things. And then one day, we just see people in sweet-ass suits just roll into the house. And they're like, yeah, you need to come back with us, Queen uh, Queen Atlanta. And she's like, go fuck yourself. And then she starts swinging. It's really cool to see young, like, uh, what, damn, I was going to say Meryl Streep. Nicole Kidman? Thank you. <laughs> uh, Nicole Kidman just swinging on people. It was really cool to see. And then she realizes that she has to go back to Atlantis because she is, uh, she had an arranged marriage with King Orvax and she, that's what she ran from because she don't want to get forced to get married. I understand that. Mm -hmm. And she's like, she realizes I have to leave because they're going to keep coming and it's hard to protect you guys. Because Atlantis is trash. And only men can be in charge, apparently, because she is the rightful queen. She's literally the, like, daughter or granddaughter or something. Like, she's the direct bloodline to the original king of Atlantis. Like, she is the reason that other dude would become king. Yet, she's not allowed to rule. She will be just his queen. Because fuck Atlantis and fuck the patriarchy. (laughs) So, and she leaves, and, you know, Thomas is like, man, I'm sad. But he he sits and he raises Arthur. And we find out a little bit later in the story, it jumps around, but if you, like, place everything in the right order, it seems better. Uh, but the queen leaves one of her advisors, uh, Volko, Nudis, Noit, I'm going to say Volko, or Green Goblin, that's the dude. So Willem Dafoe. Yeah, Willem Dafoe. Uh, to train Arthur just to be ready because she says when the rightful person is ready then we'll have our king because all these other kings are whack and then the right one they'll take their time and they'll get there and so he gets trained in being really strong and he's pretty sweet at what he does he's able to talk to fish and sea creatures at a young age these bullies at a fucking aquarium that's where I do most of my bullying uh, they're messing with him. They're like, hey, look, look at Arthur talking to the fish. <laughs> and then he makes all the fish and the sharks in the tank just, like, get behind him. And they're ready to just swing on everybody in there. The shark, like, runs at the tank. And, the like, tank cracks, and cracks the cracks glass. Cracks the glass, which <laughs> is one of my worst nightmares. Like, being in an... I love aquariums, and I think that they're beautiful. But the glass cracking in an aquarium yeah, is horrifically scary. Yeah, that's... <laughs> You would instantly dr- if you didn't die from getting smushed by the giant thick ass glass pieces, you would drown for sure. Yeah. And yeah, then if you didn't drown, like you're definitely getting eaten by a shark, which is I mean, like a horrific fear. Um, I don't know. Sharks out of water. It's not like Sharknado how they can just function. No, but they wouldn't be out of water. The aquarium itself, the room you're oh, in in the aquarium would, would fill take, up with water yeah, would, and you would just be trying to swim away from them. It'd be like a fucking free for all. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty horrifying. Because think about, like, if the glass cracks and hits you, you're probably bleeding. And if you're bleeding in open water with a shark, like, that shark's going to smell you and be like, mmm, dinner. So, I'm going to take like, my shoe off and hit him. <laughs> like, quit it. So, like, top five scary things that could ever happen to you. <laughs> getting fucked up in an aquarium like that. Mm-hmm. In that way. Like, that's just horrific. And just punch it in the face, like Dan Cook said. Just fuck you, shark. Fuck you, shark. <laughs> but I was underwater, so I was like, fuck you, shark. Okay, so 
in present day, our boy Jason Moore, he's a kind of a booze hound, but he's a little better than what we saw in Justice League. That Jason Moore, he was just a little turd. But yeah. he was helping out that little that little town. Yeah. But he's like, nah, go fuck yourself. I'm not Aquaman. But uh, this is a little bit after Justice League. So this is the weird part. In the uh, Zack Snyder version, it makes a little more sense because they add scenes to it. Because Queen Mira, or yeah, she's Queen, like, Princess, Princess, Princess Mira. Mira. Yeah, Mira pops up and is like, hey... You need to come back. Shit's getting stupid in Atlantis. And he's like, nah. I'm good. I got stuff to do and I really don't give a fuck. And she's like, well, here's a sweet ass trident. Like, take care of your problems here. Because Steppenwolf is like fucking stuff up. Help us out. And he's like, I'll help you guys because I don't want Atlantis to get destroyed. But I don't care about you. But I don't want it to get broken. And so he grabs the trident in the original Justice League version. He... I don't know. It just got weird. He gets called for help, but this is all after Justice League, and so he did save the world, and everyone kind of knows of him. And he so, knows-ish of him. He yeah. hasn't, like... It's not like Superman, where he oh, openly, yeah. like, is out and saving the day, like, consistently, or like Batman, who is, like, has an arrangement with the police of Gotham, who always, like, set up a signal when shit is getting out of hand. Like... Aquaman is very secretive and very hidden, and he only pops up, like, once in a blue moon, except for in this little tiny town, when shit is just getting fucking out of hand. Yeah. So, uh, Arthur, he actually uh, takes on some pirates that are uh, hijacking this, like, Russian submarine, and a couple of times he gets shot at, and the bullets don't, like, penetrate. It probably hurts. It feels probably like when someone throws a baseball at you. Not a professional player, but just someone chunks a baseball. You're like, ah, fuck, that hurt. Or throws golf balls at you. I imagine to him it gets, it feels, probably feels like getting hit with a paintball gun. Oh, I like that. Like the little, like it, like it'll bruise you. Just like, ah, fuck, Fuck, that hurt. Yeah, Yeah. but then you just like go about your day. Yeah. So the leader, Jesse Kane, you'll find out later why I laughed like that. He gets killed because uh, they knew they were they were going to meet up with the Aquaman at some point because they're fucking pirates. And they learned that there's some, like, fish dude out there that just swings on pirates. He's like, yeah, sooner or later we were going to meet this guy. And they are fighting against Arthur and they aren't doing anything. They shoot a fucking grenade launcher right into his chest. He's down for a couple seconds. He gets him and goes, ow. <laughs> so- yeah, his chest is just, like, black and he's like, god damn it. Yeah, like, that That kind of hurt. Yeah. And so, uh, Jesse Kane, he gets caught under a bomb. And his son is like, hey, help me. Like, help me save my dad. And Aquaman's climbing out. And he's like, go fuck yourself. You guys yeah, are pirates. Yeah, you guys murdered innocent people. You murdered innocent civilians. So, go fuck yourself. Yeah, go kick rocks, bruh. And so, David looks at him. And he's like, ooh, I'm going to kill you one day. <laughs> Which, you know, that face of, like, revenge. Revenge. And, and you know it's a comic book movie when the main character creates his own villains. Because <laughs> that's what you do. And so David gets out, and his dad, like, he's like, I'm going to blow this boat up. you got to leave. And so he gets out, and he's going to vow some revenge on Arthur. And so you find out, down in Atlantis, Orm, Orm Marius, I'm going to call him Ocean Master because it's easier. So, Ocean Master, it is Arthur's half-brother. He is planning this whole situation, not a coup d'etat, a little bit nicer coup d'etat. He's trying to get all these different tribes in the water to team up. The five tribes of the water. (laughs) Because if they all team up, quietly, he gets to become the Ocean Master, and he becomes, like, the leader of the biggest army. And his real game plan is to take out the people on Earth. On the land. Yeah. That's what he He's wants. He's going to take do. over the land because they are ruining the sea. Very true. <laughs> Which they definitely are. <laughs> yeah. So I get his side. They're like, fuck the, the you know, land walkers. I'm like, yeah, what kind of yeah, shitty. So, I feel that. <laughs> uh, and so the king, King Nereus, he's the leader and it's uh, Dolph Lundgren. And that's Mira's dad. Yeah. And Dolph Lundgren's like, eh, I mean, it's not that bad. It seems like you kind of just want to start a fight. And he's like, no. At their meeting, 
oh no, the submarine somehow got dangerously close to Atlantis for no reason and starts shooting missiles at them. And here comes old Ocean Master. Hey, I single-handedly saved us all. Which straight up makes no sense if you've read any of the comic books and things because, like, Atlantis is hidden to the point where, like, a submarine... It's so far down. Atlantis is supposed to be so far down deep in the water that regular submarines can't go that deep. Like, that's the whole fucking point. That's why it's so far down deep. So that regular humans cannot get to it. Like, it's intentionally far away. Yeah, it's kind of like a biplane, like, sneaking into, like, Wakanda... And it's like, I got a couple shots off on T'Challa. I'm like, how the fuck did you get in here? Like, yeah, exactly. That's stupid. Exactly. But uh, it don't take much to trick Atlanteans, apparently, because everyone's like, dang, Ocean Master was right. These Earthlings, these humans, fucking Terrans, just rolled in here and just shot at the king. Like, fuck this. Let's roll on them. And yeah. the king's like, yeah, I guess you were right the whole time, Ocean Master. Damn. And how convenient you just bring this up and then someone attacks us. How yep. convenient. <laughs> yep. Not suspicious at all. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, at this point, Mira, uh, it's Nereus' daughter. There's a lot of goofy-ass names in this movie. Uh, oh, yeah. She is going to be married to Ocean Master, and she doesn't want that because Ocean Master's a wiener. <laughs> he is. Yeah, he really is. So, the she actually comes to the surface to ask Arthur for help because she knows... Who Arthur's is, and he's like, "Hey, your half brother, you, if anything, have a really good like line to the throne. You should fight this dude and win it because if he is king, it's gonna be a giant fucking war, and a lot of people are gonna die." And he's like, "Nah, I don't really care about Atlantis. I'm sorry." And then, as that's happening, as they're driving away, the biggest fucking wave hits, and then lo and behold. All the trash that was in the ocean just got knocked back onto the land and boats. On all the beaches. And they ships literally washed all of the trash in the ocean onto the beaches and all of the warships that had been anywhere in the ocean get pushed onto the beaches and they were just like, Get this shit out of our house. We're fucking done. It's pretty cool and once again, another thing that happens and I was like, I mean, <laughs> I wasn't like mad. I'm like, oh, all those damn Atlanteans. I was like, I mean, honestly, if that could actually happen in real life, like the trash part of it, I'm here for it. Yeah, that'd be push pretty. all the trash out of the ocean because shit is insane and it needs, like, we need to fix it. So, uh, because of that giant wave, Arthur's dad almost gets killed by it, and so he's ready to start swinging. And Mira actually saves him. And it's like, can you please help? Because, look, your dad almost just died because of this asshole down there. You really need to help with this. And he's like, okay, I'll help you. So they meet up with Willem Dafoe to work out a plan. And they realize that Arthur needs to find a trident of Atlan. This sounds like Aslan. And it's a magical, sweet-ass trident artifact from Atlantis' first ruler. And so if you get that... It's like Poseidon's trident, yeah. basically. Yeah, it's glowy and shit, and you get yeah. powers and shoot beams. And if you have that, you're king, and you're the rightful king. You are the rightful king of all of the oceans. Yes. And, oh no, they got jumped by Ocean Master's men. <laughs> yeah. You find out later how to keep finding them. And Arthur's doing some really good fighting, but then he kind of gets... He gets cocky. Yeah. Like, it... basically, at this point... Ocean Master is like, okay, well, you're here, and you do have, like, kind of a right to the throne, and there is a specific way that we Atlanteans, like, deal with this, and he's about to, like, get into, like, what the proper course of Atlantean action is, and then Arthur just starts talking mad shit on him, and he's like, bitch, let's fucking go. I'll fight you right now. I don't don't give a shit. Like, let's throw fists. And... (laughs) He basically digs himself into a ditch because he's never fought an Atlantean underwater before. Yeah. Like, you know, Willem Dafoe's character taught him the best he could, like, the ways to, like, how to fight with a trident and how to do all these different things. But this is his first time uh, in Atlantis. He doesn't understand, like, the customs, the concepts, and all these things. So they end up in this fucking horrible ring of fire fight. <laughs> so um which is like surrounded by lava 
like the bottom they're on a pedestal and underneath them at the bottom of the pedestal is this ring of lava that basically if you fall off the pedestal and somehow don't swim away you're gonna fall into the lava and die and it's a fucking mess and they just start fighting like and all of Atlantis is there to watch. <laughs> it's like the fucking Hunger Games. It's just the two of them, American Gladiator style, up on this pedestal trying not trying to kill each other, basically. <laughs> yeah, uh, Arthur's doing pretty good in the fight, but then he gets caught off guard because, yeah, he's not that good at fighting in water. And Ocean Mass is about to kill him. And then Mira saves his ass. And she's like, look at the fuck out of here. We shouldn't even have done this. You need to have the real trident if you're going to fight this dude. And he's like, oh, yeah, you're right. And so Arthur and Mira, they scoot off to this uh, kingdom uh, of the deserters. So a, a group scoots off from Atlantis and stuff, and they leave little clues. And so they find it in the Sahara Desert. And there was one really, really cool scene. The radar goes off, and they're in the plane, and Mira just jumps out. I don't know. I understand why she just jumped out. Well, she's not from, you know, our place. And then... Fucking Arthur jumps out too, and they just hit the sand really hard. And they're like, ow. <laughs> but they find out that the uh, this holographic message tells him to go to Italy. And so they find the coordinates there. And then while this is kind of happening, Ocean Master meets up with David, so our friend that saw his dad die, and gives him this sweet ass suit, gives him this sweet ass gun. That shoots like super hot plasma if you put water in it, which mm-hmm. is really, really fucking cool. And so David gets this and he's like, hey, if you kill uh, Arthur and kill Mira, I don't really give a shit if she's alive. You take them out, we'll give you all the money in the world. And David's like, man, my payment is just I get to kill that dude because he killed my dad. And he's like, oh, cool. It's for free. Sweet. Uh, <laughs> give him that suit and we'll get the fuck out of here. So David pulls an Iron Man and reverse engineers the suit that they gave him because, and it's really smart. Katie was like, why do you do that? Just put the suit on. I'm like, no, it's easier if you make it to stuff that you know, and then you can make more of them. And so he makes himself the Black Manta suit. So if you don't know who Black Manta is, he is like, I don't know if he's Aquaman's Joker, but he's really close to that. But he's a very sweet ass villain with a gigantic head. In the comics, his head is really big, the suit. Mm-hmm. And in this, they explain why his head has to be really big because the sweet-ass, like, death beams he has, uh, the helmet just needs to be bigger so it doesn't overheat and explode. And I was like, oh, that's why. Uh, so David is on his way and actually meet up in Italy, and they start scrapping. He's like, you killed my dad. I'm here to fight. And he's like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> and then they start scrapping. And the fight actually goes a little bit David's way this time because he actually has weapons that hurt uh, Arthur. Before, he just had normal knives, and knives don't do shit to a fucking Atlantean because their skin's really dense. But now he has Atlantean steel, and it's like, oh, God, it's like butter. (laughs) So Arthur's getting his ass absolutely beat. And then, once again, Mira comes in and saves the day because uh, when you can control water, you're actually pretty good in any situation so she uses like wine and stuff like that and gets rid of all the other atlanteans that come and they follow david and then aquaman actually uses this ball and chain from like a statue to wrap around his head and he falls off a cliff and then it it's like the balls are like smashing into his face and he explodes and he's gone forever maybe <laughs> we'll find out and i was like god damn like man i got destroyed <laughs> and it's and so they find what they need in Italy, and then they, uh, oh, Arthur got really fucked up, and so Mira steals a boat, and they scoot off towards the, was Mariana's Trench, right? Yeah. And then when they get there, they find all these, like, weird-ass, like, like monster things. Well, they knew that that's what was going to be there. So one of the five tribes that of the ocean that the Ocean Master hopes to... Well, wants him wants to join or wants them to join, but they can't because they're insane crazy. Mm-hmm. Is these like lobster looking people? Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, they're like lobster crab people, and they're just like insane. Crab like there's people. no, they don't have discernible like faces. They've lost the ability to speak 
like normal English. They're not even humanoid anymore, really. Like they once were Atlanteans, but they just like became outcasts and then went to live in the trench. And now their tribe has like degraded into crab people. Yeah. So uh, as they run away from the monsters of the trench, they find this wormhole and they go in and like, oh fuck it, it's better than being out here because we'll die. And then they are reunited with his mom and Katie like called it. Yep. <laughs> She's like, watch her be in this damn <laughs> wormhole. Well, and I knew that's where she was because they said she, she they had like banished her to the trench. Um, so when the king of Atlantis found out that there was that Arthur had been born, she had had a son with another man. He like went fucking crazy and banished her from Atlantis to the trench. To basically be eaten by these fucking lobster crab folk. Um, yeah, she said psych and then so, screwed it up. Yeah, she so. says psych and like hid away, which I kind of called at the very beginning. Like I knew that's that was was what fucking. Yeah, happened. they weren't gonna spend the money on. Um, yeah, because they Nicole didn't show Kidman. her death. They didn't show her death, so like clearly she lived yeah, through the thing. They, they were paying Nicole Kidman money. They're like, we're gonna fucking use you. <laughs> you yeah. be in this fucking movie. So then Jace Momoa and Mira get through this trench thing and end up in. What is essentially like the Garden of Eden, like the Garden of Babylon, like this just hidden yeah. jungle forest. It's literally what was it, Skull Island? Not Skull yeah, Island, yeah, yeah. the middle of the earth. Yeah, yeah, the Hollow Earth, the Hollow Earth yeah. from fucking uh, Godzilla versus Kong. Kong. Godzilla versus Kong. It's was legitimate. The Hollow Earth. There was pterodactyls. There was dinosaurs. Everything was fucking ginormous. Yeah, it was pretty cool. <laughs> so while they get there. Uh, Atlanta, she realizes that, like, hey, the the trident you need is over here, but you gotta be worthy for it. You know, you'll get fucked up, and you gotta take on the Leviathan that's there. And so he goes down, and he's getting his ass kicked by the Leviathan, and then he talks back to it, because the whole time he can hear it talking to him, and it's like, you suck. You're, like, half Atlantean, so You're I'm gonna beat bitch. you You're up. You're a mutt. Like, and he's like, okay, whatever. Hell of racism. Hello, racist. Yeah. And so he's like, yeah, whatever, man. Like, I got to do what I got to do. And he's like, wait. wait you, you can get, understand me? You can understand me? And he's like, like yeah. Yeah, he's you've like, been talking to me this whole time. Like, of course I fucking understand And so me. the Leviathan's like, damn, no one's been able to understand me. I mean. None of this whole giant pile of bodies you see scattered around I mean, you except have the, ever heard me. Yeah, except the first guy. <laughs> he understood me. Yeah, he's it, the one who told me to sit here. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, they... Both agree. It's like, no, you're fucking like, you're probably worthy. Hey, grab the trident and let's if, see what happens. Yeah, if you can't grab it, I'm gonna eat you. But if you can, cool. Yeah, if the if the original king's body lets go of it when you touch it, you're good. Yeah. So he grabs it, and lo and behold, the old skeleton body is like, sweet, I can let go of this. <laughs> and he gets the original like Aquaman suit, which. In the cartoon, it looks really dumb, but a real-looking one looks pretty legit. It's, it was fucking cool. It's not as bright as the cartoon usually makes it. I liked it, This though. one's pretty... I like the color of it. It was pretty sweet. I appreciated that it wasn't, like, the ugly orange of the original yeah. comic, and it was gold, yeah. like, of a king, and that it was all, like, scaly. I liked that a lot. Yeah, and not uh, just gloves, like, in the well, comic. Well, and that it wasn't like any of the other comic book hero suits. So, like, the Spider-Man, um, Superman, everybody, all of their suits are, like, they're all, like, hexagonal in shape. Yeah. Like, the pattern on it, or the material that it's made out of, the stretchy stuff, is all, like, hexagonal. And they make a point to show you that. In all of the movies. Like, mm-hmm. let me get a close-up of the fucking fabric so you can see the fibers and tell, like, this is the superhero, quote-unquote, costume. This is what it has to be. Um, and his is, like, the first, one of the first ones that doesn't do that, like, yeah. aside from Wonder Woman. Yeah, it's a pretty sweet look. his was, like, all scales. He had, you know, the green scale pants and the gold scale top. And it was fucking cool looking. Like, yeah. for a king of the ocean, like, that was dope. Yeah. Okay, so while this is happening, Ocean Master and his group go to the last kingdom, Kingdom of the Brine, to uh, get there okay with this. And so the... And these are more crab people. Yeah. It's not like mantis shrimp people. Yeah. These are just like regular crab people. So that king, uh, he's ready to scrap because he's like, I saw what you did to the other kings. One king says, nah, I'm good, chief. I'm like, and I'm not then just to be here. kills him. 
and then looks at the daughter and is like, hey, you're next in line. What do you think about all of this? And the girl's like, I don't want to fucking die. Whatever. You're in charge. He's like, cool. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Ocean Mass is out here. He's not fucking around because <laughs> yeah. he wants to get the power. And so he has the power. He has enough p- yeses, but he's going to the Kingdom of the Brine and the crab people are like, go fuck yourself. Let's fight. So while this is happening, hey, the just ground opens up. It's a Leviathan and Aquaman's on top. And so Mira's like, yo, he's got the trident. <laughs> yo, we won. And... Some people are still fighting. Oshmas is like, I don't give a fuck what you got. I it's don't care like, that you have the trident that says you're the king of the whole ocean. Like, right? Go I'll fuck just, yourself. I'll just kill I'm you. I'm the ocean master. I'll kill you and take that. Yeah. And so while this is happening, they start to scrap. And then you know how, like, in a fight, when like the people that started the fight start going, and everyone just kind of stops and they stop moving and they and just, just watch. like watching it. So everyone just kind of makes a, a fight circle around them. They're like, fight, fight, fight. And mm-hmm. then they have round two. And in this one, he starts doing this sweet-ass, like, baton spin thing. It's really cool. He's spinning it so hard that his hands, he's just kind of guiding it around his, like, wrists to, mm-hmm. like, to get into his other hand to just kind of wind it once because he's it's so like, strong. It's like drum major. Yeah. Basically. It was legit. And so Oshamash is like, what the fuck? <laughs> and he gets his trident just snapped in two, and he... He gives up, and he's like, kill me. He's like, I have nothing else to do, man. Like, our mom is dead. Kill me. And he's like, hey, look who's behind you. He's like, oh, my shit. Mom's not dead. And he's like, what happened? He's like, Arthur saved me. And he's like, Arthur did all this cool stuff while you were being a dick. And he's like. Yeah, go fuck yourself, He's like, damn, I am a dick. (laughs) (laughs) And so he gets arrested. And I was like, that's so cool they didn't kill him. Because in the comics, he doesn't die. Him and Arthur. They work out their relationship, and then he becomes, like, his second-in-command. And he's like, I trust you, Ocean Master. Let's go do some stuff. He's like, yeah, man. Like, you're my brother. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I want. Uh, and so, as he's getting dragged away to sit in a prison for a little bit, he's like, hey, let's talk later. Like, I want to work this out. And he's like, okay, okay. I tried to kill you, like, 17 times, but that's cool. <laughs> and so... Arthur's now the king of Atlantis, and he's all hype about it, yelling and shit. That final fight scene is dope. Yeah. And then Thomas, every morning and night, he goes out to the dock, sitting on the dock of the bay like Otis Redding, waiting on his wife to come back, and then she does. Atlanta comes back. She's like, well, I'm free. Everybody's looking that way, so I came back. And they're like, right on. Let's go do it. It's been 20 years. And I was very, I was like, oh, that's so cute. Yeah. He's out there. Oh, Boba Fett. Yeah. And then Arthur... Kisses Mira, and that's going to be the new queen, I guess, at some point. And so, uh, it was real funny, a mid-credit scene. So, our boy, uh, what's his real his real name? Randall Park. Randall Park. So, he's in just about any comic book thing, and I'm happy he's about that. He's in everything, and I love him so much. So, you find out Black Manta didn't die. He just got destroyed really bad. And he was saved by this doctor that... Uh, you see these like he's a marine biologist. Yes, you see these clips during the movie, and this one guy's like, "Atlantis is real." That was an act of fucking war. That like they're ready to yeah. swing on us. And everybody's Aquaman like, is real. Y'all yeah. are just like talking your bullshit. Yeah, and everybody else is like, oh, "Okay, okay, Atlantis crazy is real, bro. dude, you're you're insane." And so you find out he saved him, and then he's like, "Hey, I'll help you. Like I'm fixing your stuff," and he's like. Like, I want to go to Atlantis. And then Black Manta's like, yeah, let's help each other because I want to kill Aquaman. That's all I want to do. And he's like, cool. I don't give a fuck. I just want to go to Atlantis. And so, hooray. <laughs> That's, you know, we're going to see Black Manta again, which I'm happy about. Uh, he does not get better. So, he's going to die at some point because he keeps poking at Aquaman. He's going to get stabbed. So. Yeah. Uh, but this movie's absolutely amazing. It was I had a really great time good. with it. And we'll talk later, money-wise, a lot of people like this movie. Yep. So, uh, Katie, who's your favorite character in Aquaman? Oh, my favorite character in Aquaman was uh, Boba Fett himself, Tamur Morrison. He did good. He is not in this movie a lot. He is not one of the super main characters at the beginning. He's in it for like 20 minutes, and then in the middle, he's got like a little 10-minute scene where he goes out drinking with Arthur um, and then at the end, of course, his reuniting with the love of his life. But every scene that he was in, he stole the show. Like, away from Jason Momoa, which is insane to think about because Jason Momoa, like, 
it's hard not to look at that dude when he's in yeah. a scene. He's intimidating. He's huge. He's like jacked as fuck, and he's like he's scary looking. The way that his like eyes are, and especially in this movie because they like change to like the Atlantean eyes. Like it's hard not to look at Jason Momoa. But every time Tamara Morrison was on the screen, like I was just fixated on Boba Fett and what he was doing and his acting with Nicole Kidman was fucking fantastic and their little love story was completely believable and his relationship with Arthur like as father and son was just perfect like they were so good together I loved I loved his character so I went with Aquaman usually in origin stories it's kind of an origin story but Usually in these, they have some type of, like, weakness, or they're like, oh, I don't want to do this, or, ah, oh, kryptonite. I mean, he was kind of like that. Yeah, beginning. but his real weakness was just, like, he was just kind of out of his element. That was the worst thing for him. They're like, hey, I'm going to fight you, Ocean Master. You're a piece of shit. He's like, well, we fight in a ring of fire underwater. He's like, what? Say what? <laughs> and then he has the fight, and he's like, his trident breaks, and he's like, oh, my mom's trident, you dick. And then it's like... You're not ready for that fight. I told you. And he's like, oh, well, what do I have to do? Go fight that Leviathan. Oh, shit. It, every time there was something new that he was just like, oh, that's weird. But he got better and better. Um, no, he was great. And like I said, he's very charismatic. He's that kind of actor where he can just kind of smile. And it makes you smile. And I like that. Yeah. In an actor that could just, just be like, trust me. And I'm like, he is. It's okay. like He's just like The Rock in my eyes. Yes. Like, um yeah everything the rock touches like when the rock is angry you are angry with the rock when the rock is smiling and happy like you're smiling and happy because it's impossible not to be smiling and happy when he's like being cheerful on screen and jace momoa is exactly the same oh yeah like when jace momoa was smiling and happy and like joking around you were like oh that's so cool like i totally grab a beer with him and then when jace momoa gets like angry and scared you're like fuck dude maybe not like yeah you're scary dude he's <laughs> it, it he was intense and he was great yeah uh who is your least favorite character oh come on uh mira because amber heard is trash oh yeah um and i couldn't like maybe if i had seen this movie when it first came out oh before we learned bef- that she before we shits on beds yeah and beats before up she domestically abused johnny depp and ruined his career um maybe i would have i definitely would have said something different because the character of mira is as a whole in this movie was actually pretty cool but um amber heard is fucking horrible and i couldn't get past that like get past my loathing of amber heard to enjoy her as mira like every time she was on screen and she would do something cool i was like oh that was kind of cool oh wait <laughs> that's amber heard and she shit on johnny beth johnny depp's bed yeah like she go fuck yourself amber so heard. i i knew you were gonna do that so i was like you, <laughs> you have pick somebody else you yeah. have enough heat in your heart so i, don't have I to do, do. That. and so i just went with if there wasn't a douchebag in the movie, I actually didn't really like Ocean Master that much. He was my second. Yeah, because he was... Um, but I was trying not to choose the bad guys because yeah. the boys but, keep getting on me about choosing the bad guys. Yeah, <laughs> but it's funny. If he just was like, show them like real examples, but I think they knew the examples of people on Earth, like the land people. Yeah. Like he had to like nudge the fight ahead yeah even doing that douchey thing really wasn't super terrible but then when he like went to the other kings and was like yo join us and they're like no kill hey next in line join yeah. us and uh, like nah son well you get killed too who's next in line you want to join or you want to die like everybody else like i want to join fuck i want to right on hey i have enough yeses hey i'm in charge now yay uh he just forced the the issue to get in to get in line to be in charge that's very douchey so and he knew he was a douche but he's like man if i get this i don't give a fuck what y'all say i'm in charge so uh just like uh the king said he's like oh if you get four yeses you become ocean master that's that's all you want he's like i mean well i'm the right person for the job you know yeah. uh yeah but he was a big old douche so let's do seven word synopsis 
I only have one because I enjoyed this movie. So the CG hair was weird as hell. And so I read that they didn't actually do anything underwater. They had every character like suspended with like wires and shit. And they just added the CG hair later. And Dolph Lundgren uh, said that he was very like, I don't know, it was weird. And he's old and stuff. So he's like, uh, it's uncomfortable for him. Yeah, he didn't want to be suspended in the fucking air and talking and acting and stuff. Yeah. But, you know, you got to do what you got to do to make the money, so. I didn't find the CGI hair weird, necessarily, but I, there was points where, like, whoever was in charge of the CGI, like, fucked up with Jason Momoa's hair because they made it all brown instead of it being the blonde. Like, because in this movie, Jason Momoa's hair, like, his natural hair color is dark brown. Um, But in this movie, his character is, like, he has, like, bleached hair on top like a bunch of his hair is bleached so he has this like bleached like dirty blonde um and dark brown kind of thing going on and when he gets in the water there are several scenes where they just like forgot to add the blonde in and it's all brown underwater and it shouldn't be so i kept noticing that and it was bugging me a bit Rather than showing off the blonde that is clearly in his characters, like that's the whole point. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, my seven words. I got two. Um, Atlantean Willem Dafoe gave me the creeps. Yeah, he's his face. It, just about every movie that I remember him in, it's crazy. It was like Willem Dafoe's face is creepy. Like that's just his thing. Like he has a creepy face, and he leans into that as a whole like in all of the roles that he takes but in this role i feel like he didn't need to be creepy because his character was not creepy no but the way that they did his hair and the way that they cgi'd kind of his face and like different like his suit and stuff the way that everything was presented he was just like creepier than normal and it was weird yeah all right and then my second one Randall Park finally plays an evil nerd. (laughs) So Randall Park always plays a nerd in pretty much all of the shows and everything that he's done. um, Because why the fuck not? Like, you do you. Be what you are. Um, But in this one, he finally got to be kind of evil about it. He was like, no, I need to go to Atlantis because this was an act of war. Like, shit's getting real and we need to, like, prepare for this shit. So, yeah. It was cool. Yeah, he's really cool. Okay, so this movie came out December 21st, 2018. Uh, what do you think the budget was? I said $100 million, but that's probably not right. Not bad. Uh, it was around 160 to $200 million. $162. Okay, yeah. So in that book. That makes sense. I wrote my number down just thinking of the cast and not like taking into consideration how much CGI was used because literally all of the ocean scenes and all of the ocean animals and everything in that regard was CGI. So yeah, I should have thought about that a bit. <laughs> okay, so what do you think the box office for Aquaman was? I know for a fact that it broke a billion, but I don't know how far, so I'm just going to say one billion even. Yeah, uh, $1.148 billion. Okay, because I know it got close to Black Panther, but didn't beat it, because Black Panther was number one for a long, for until in, uh, Endgame. Yeah, so the, the, the marketing for this movie, I remember seeing this on a lot of places, and apparently what I read, that they marketed to women. <laughs> well, I mean, Jason Momoa's up front. And so uh, they hard. they showed what they needed to with their advertising in the movie. Like, people went to see it, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, the nerds are like, Aquaman, but they're going to be in line watching it anyway. So yeah. you don't have to worry about the nerds. It's the people that won't really don't want to see this movie. That's the ones you want to get. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of ladies like, oh, shit, Jason Momoa. Dang, he's shirtless the whole time. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Um, honestly, this movie had some of the best advertising of any of the superhero movies across the board, like Marvel, DC, all of them. Like it had incredible advertising. Aquaman, like Jason Momoa's shirtless body was literally plastered 
everywhere to get people hyped for this movie. And everyone was hyped for it. All the women, because everyone's fucking obsessed with Jason Momoa because he looks good, wanted to see it. All the men wanted to see it because Khal Drago in, he was Khal Drago in fucking Game of Thrones. Everyone was like, holy shit, Jason Momoa is about to destroy this fucking role. Like he's going to do so good. So everyone was super hyped to go see this movie and the marketing team did fantastic. And I wish that the marketing team for this specific movie was the marketing team for all of DC's real yeah. life adventures because they crushed it and not everybody else has. Yeah, it's really sad that some things can... Eh, I don't know. Yeah, specifically the next movie we're going to talk about. Yeah, uh, 100% the marketing was not good. Was not there, yeah. But, hey, the future of this movie, since this movie made, you know, way too much A billion dollars. Uh, instantly, they were talking about a sequel, so mm -hmm. they're working on it. It's Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. It just started production, like, last week. Ugh. And it's still going to have Amber Heard in it. Yeah. Even though literally hundreds of thousands of people have signed fucking petitions to get her kicked off of this film. Yeah, it's a mess. I know that guy. Oh, another person in Game of Thrones. So, uh, tons more people are popping into this movie. I'm very excited for it. Uh, hopefully... They can do a really good sequel. A lot of times with comic book movies, the sequel's usually the best movie. Usually. Uh, except for Thor. The the third was actually the best. Usually the Disagree. third movie is poop. Iron Man 2 sucked. Thor 2 sucked. Honestly, if you want to talk about it, after Iron Man 1, they all sucked. If you really want to get to oh, it. Oh, the Iron Man. Oh, yeah. They got worse. Iron Man 2 and 3 went. got worse. Uh, Thor 2 sucked. Thor 3 was great. This next one's probably going to be great. Captain America had the best trilogy, and yes, I'm biased, but I'm tr also right. No, they were great. They got better. His <laughs> movies got right. actually better because more people popped up, but his movies got good. But yeah, Iron Man, they could have just had one, and he could just popped up in other people's movies. just like, it had been fine. Yeah. Those movies were doo-doo. Yeah. Man, they were shitty. Yeah. But... Uh, no, Aquaman's great. Let's go back to DC and hop back over here. Sorry. But no, it, it's fucking amazing. Like, I'm I'm happy that they can use a character like Aquaman and um, get a billion dollars. It's amazing to me that Warner Brothers and DC can do this, what I'm going to call the Guardians of the Galaxy effect mm -hmm. on Aquaman and pull this character that nobody... I mean, people have heard of Aquaman, but nobody really, really gave a fuck about yeah, Aquaman prior to this movie. Um, and turn it into this billion-dollar franchise that is going to, you know, it's one movie alone got a billion dollars. Like, clearly, that's a, it's going to be a fucking franchise. Um, and they knocked it out of the park, but they continually shit on their Batman and Superman films. Like... Your heavy hitters, the people that literally everyone loves, like, like fifty percent of people will tell you either Batman or Superman is their favorite character, yeah. favorite superhero character in the world. Like, <laughs> and it's insane to me. DC can't make a fucking good movie for them to save their lives anymore. Yeah, it's very depressing. Uh, Katie and I, every time we watch another DC film, and it's like, damn, another good one. With smaller tiered characters. Yeah. And fuck, they can't make a good Batman or Superman movie. Right. Got Superman out here like a fucking hobo. What the F fuck oh is that? God. Kevin Costner's like, no, oh no, don't God. save me from the tornado, son. Let me die. I'm like, what the fuck God. is this? I'm saving my mom. My mom about to get sucked up by a tornado. Everybody in that fucking town gonna see me use I'm my sorry. powers. I'm sorry. If you are hoping someday that we will ever talk about Man of Steel. You fucking keep dreaming, man. Because that movie had both of us so fucking heated. Like, I can't. I can't. We can't talk about it. I'm it's, sorry. It's, it's going to be a fucking 30-minute just hate video. <laughs> it will be. So pissed. If you want to hear a really angry rant, uh, just tweet at us. Yeah. <laughs> you real just, like, talk, man. Like, we'll do it if you really want us to. That but like, so doo-doo. Yeah. Superman's my favorite. How fucking dare you, WB. How yeah, dare you? That movie sucked. Okay. So, <laughs> so uh, if you got any more heat to add to the fire of 
Man of Steel, you can tweet us at Allentown Pod. We have an email address. Allentown Presents at gmail.com. We have a Facebook at Allentown Presents. So I'm very excited for Comic Book Month. Clearly. Uh, we uh, love comic books. Yeah, and we don't care who knows. Uh, <laughs> so I'm thinking that we're going to try to not just stay in Marvel and DC land. There are a few comic book stories that have become movies and no one yeah. really knows they're comic books. Yeah, there's some Dark Horse stuff we're going to touch on. There's... It's kind of all over the place. We're going to try our best not to just stick with the big two this Though year. we could easily do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's tons that we haven't oh, seen. Oh, yeah. Uh, I know, I think this year we're going to be pretty DC heavy. Uh, because I, we haven't seen a lot of them. Yeah, we still haven't seen Joker. And everybody and their mother just drools over that movie. And yeah. I'm going to watch it and be like, damn, that was pretty good. Or like, yeah, it was all right. Yeah. Uh, but I think I'm going to be like, damn, that was pretty good. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, but no, there's a lot of good stuff. Right now, if COVID didn't happen, we would have got the new Batman movie. And we'd have been like, damn, Robert Pattinson sucked. Or been like, damn, Robert Pattinson pretty good. Probably the latter because <laughs> yeah. everyone hates on Batman before he shows up. And then he's actually pretty decent. Yeah. But then DC's like, no, oh, that movie wasn't as great as we thought. Get a new Batman. Yeah. Oh, it didn't, <laughs> make, it didn't make $7 billion? Go fuck yourself. Like, uh. Yeah, you only get one movie. One and done. You're out, Rob Pattinson. Time for another Batman. Yeah. Like, uh. go fuck yourself. Oh, that fucking sucks. So, uh, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back very soon with another comic book movie. Okay, bye, guys. Bye.